In he goes, chance here, header! This is News from the Touchline. Hello and welcome back to Views from the Touchline. As always, I'm your host, Billy Rogers. Next to me is my, my other host, are you, what do you call it, a co-host, co-host. Alan Smith. Uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling fantastic yeah. tonight, Alan. How, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Well, it's cold and wet. Uh, was it Monday or Tuesday? It's, it's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. I'm, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting my days mixed really, up. You know, it's, yeah. Semester's winding down. Uh, Final third. Final third. Final That's third. where you get really lazy. Yeah. You can kind of attest to well, that. Well, after the Thanksgiving break, we all just get like, have that pump, that like belly full of Thanksgiving food and you just can't like cooperate on what your homework is going to be like and all that stuff. So I should ask, what is your most, what are you most looking forward to eating during Thanksgiving? I feel oh. like everyone, everyone has to answer that question. What are you most looking forward smoked to? Smoked ham. Smoked ham? Honey smoked ham. Damn, is that like a, do you guys get turkey instead, you get ham instead of turkey? Oh, well, we get both. We do both. 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 We, we, well, my family has a farm up in Farmville, Virginia. It's called Gager's Acres. And uh, we just have a turkey. We cut it up, and everyone just goes around on the farm and eats and hangs out and shoot, awesome. shoot guns and all these different things you would do in, in the South. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big Air fan. Of, I'm not a big fan of guns. You know, I, yeah, I understand. You yeah. see what happened uh, in Texas. Obviously, we yeah, want to send, send our, our prayers there. I think uh, action needs to be taken at some point. We should mention that. But uh, you know, I'm I'm honestly looking forward to going home a lot though. Because yeah, we haven't been home since we've, yeah since what I mean, I've been home since the summer. Yeah, yeah, you haven't went home. I went it's home. Eighty two days. I want to say yeah, something like that. Because our preseason started the seventeenth, and we have not been home since. 82 days, but yeah. yeah. How, how's your week been? Before we get into this, let's catch up. How, how's your week been? We are obviously were opening bad. packs earlier. That was yeah, we opened like 40, frustrating. $40 worth of packs, and uh, Shh, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> we got it. They're going to know somehow. But anyway, it just wasn't a good time. We didn't get anything good, and just we were doing squad building challenges, which these things, you get rewards for completing certain tasks involving different players, and all these things. So, if you're a FIFA fan, if you're a FIFA fan, yeah. you would you would you'd get it. But we understand if some of you aren't. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed. I want to. I want to shout out to Jack Nickel too. I know he's probably listening to this. He's a probably. I would say one of our most avid listeners. Yeah. Bar maybe my dad. He's and up Charlie. there. Charlie. Charlie too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to shout shout out Jack though. Uh, I had actually a long talk with him yesterday in terms of uh, marketing this. You know how we do our social media and stuff. And he actually had a great idea would be. Um, to possibly integrate a giveaway or giveaways, weekly giveaways, or I mean monthly giveaways. Right, like jerseys and... Jerseys, FIFA points, I don't know, whatever, the, PlayStation sense, coins, yeah. whatever you're interested in. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys are interested in that, uh, let's definitely put that up. Hit us up on our social medias, literally. Either send us a comment, send us a DM, something like that, and just like get it going. We can, we can take suggestions anytime. So I feel like we haven't said it in a while. If you're new to this, obviously... Follow us uh, on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook as well. Yes. And Twitter and Instagram are both at ViewsFTTL, and the Facebook is Views from the Touchline. Yes. Yeah? Yep. Anything else you want to mention before we get into this? Well, oh, yeah, I mean, we had a good weekend. Yeah, we I, had, weekend. I honestly had a, a bar, bar Arsenal losing to City uh, 3-1. Saturday night? Sunday. Okay, that was, that was a good time. We had a good time Saturday. Obviously, you guys saw our Instagram from Saturday. That was uh, our most liked 
picture from that was used from the touchline. Well, yeah, because it was more personal, personal yeah. picture. The way right. we, it was a good, uh, a good, nice picture of the host right there. Obviously, yeah. it kind of gives you a good so idea handsome. of who we are. Those college, the college students of of the podcast. Uh, kind of interesting to uh, to to put that on social media. I thought it was kind of kind of funny where we actually talked about doing that like a week ago, and then yeah, we, yeah. So. Also, uh, looking forward to Friday. Uh, we'll have Raul Escobar on the, on the podcast this Friday. Pablo um, Escobar's cousin. Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> he, he actually he uh, he writes in the blog sometimes when he has time. But uh, he's a senior here. He plays in soccer team. We've mentioned him before. He'll be on on Friday. So look forward to that. We discussed Mr. Westminster, Mr. Carroll County, Nick Over coming on to the podcast at some time too. Hopefully, I think he's. I think Nick will definitely come on at some point. Yeah. I think I, you'll see a lot as uh, as the season ends. People will have more time to you know actually do stuff. Especially like me too, but like we'll have more guests who are soccer oriented from our team as well. Yeah. But I mean, we do have someone in the room if that soccer. Well, yeah, we'll, come, we'll come, get we'll get into that. But coming, yeah, he's, coming, he's coming a little up. he's a little busy right now with homework because we're in the study session area. I didn't mean to throw him on the spot. I, we were just I'll just put a little mention in a little hint to what's coming up. So Spe- special guest, special guest coming quick, up. Quick, uh, a McDaniel legend, obviously. I, yeah, so stay, did, stay, stay tuned. The a different episode. realm of McDaniel Athletics is in the room. That's yes. all I'm going to so say. So stay, stay tuned during our show, and eventually you'll have an exclusive interview with a McDaniel legend, obviously. <laughs> later. Uh, let's, get into the, uh, let's get into today's episode. Uh, let the boys play is what we're calling yep. today because, you know, it, why not let the boys play? Just let them play whatever it is. Let them play. Let, let them play FIFA. That was my Venmo to you. That's all I said. Let, let them play. Let, let the them boys play. play. But, uh, yeah, you were talking about my weekend. Uh, I honestly yeah, – I want to hear your – I watched – I actually sat down on Sunday. I had Sunday off this week. And I actually sat down. I watched the Arsenal City game. I watched the Chelsea Man U game, and I watched the what's it called? Uh, the uh, not Red Bulls. The NYCFC Columbus Crew almost NYCFC actually almost game, came back. Man. Yeah, it was actually. I actually honestly was getting. Like, I was getting into, into it. it, was, it yeah. it was exciting. Don't and, you like, say playoffs are actually interesting in MLS? You told me. Yeah, yeah. you like. You told me to take a chance on it, and like you might actually enjoy it. And I actually took a chance and and watched one of the games, and it was obviously it's worth the fir- it. The first fixture, first like obviously when they lost four one, obviously wasn't too. It's great. a little nervy for NYSC though. NYCFC because it's their first time I think in the playoff. Yeah. Rounds. So, yeah. I mean, definitely we can start talking about MLS real quick, but uh, uh, I want to also talk about Pirlo, obviously and ending his career. That was his last game. But I mean, I kind of question this decision of Patrick Vieira. So Pirlo obviously is not very game fit, he, he not playing a, many games. He was like a bystander at that point. He and was then, sort of taking that Jack Harris, like you know the young guy Jack Harrison, yeah, um, newcomer to the MLS. He actually is very good friends with my friend, one of my friends, Jimmy Coyle, that actually is a goalkeeper at Wake Forest. So or Georgetown, sorry, he came from Wake Forest to Georgetown. But yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, he sort of sees that he has all these legends. Jack Harrison has all these legends around, like Pirlo, Vieira, David Villa, and all those guys. Lampard is something. Lampard is something. Yeah, it was. But as we're saying, Pirlo was actually just a standing point. Because eventually he was yeah. getting that old that he. Yeah, but this is what frustrated me because it's obviously he comes on in the 90th minute and he's not match fit. He hasn't played many games in the season. He's kind of been on on the sidelines since what halfway part of the point of the year. Yeah. And they're down one goal in aggregate, one goal to score, and they literally win. And they put on this like thirty-six-year-old, trying, yeah. trying to give him his swan song. That was the word they used, and you know, just to kind of give him a farewell. But I kind of was like, wouldn't you be more concerned with trying to win the game yeah. instead of putting on a like? Yes, he's a great player and stuff, but he literally had what two easy crosses. Yeah. And he put them both over the goal. That was shoot, a little frustrating. You shoot for the next round of playoffs, not for the final hurrah of your players. Get your get the player that's going to retire into the championship game, and then have him retire, and then yeah. have him retire win, into a, that win game. five-zero in the final, yeah. and then put him on for the last five minutes, whatever. Yeah, so that that was a little frustrating. And someone like Patrick Vieira, obviously. You look at the fact that he's a respected player, but at the same time, though, is like, is he that 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 uh, that good of a coach right now? Like, he probably has a lot to learn because that's like a kind of rookie mistake 
where you know he should have like put on someone young or someone right. with pace or someone who could actually you know who's matched like an it. attacking minded player maybe yeah. one of the young guys just give him that like burst of energy and sort of in their situation make the best of it if you're going to put someone on put someone on with a lot of energy that's all i'm going to say from yeah the I mean, coaching aspect yeah so, so once again it's that kind of that situation where you know i i watched mls i enjoy it for about 40 50 minutes and then all of a sudden this butthead decision comes and i'm just like why like you would you would never see like imagine watching like an arsenal tottenham game or like a celtic rangers game and imagine right. it's like a 1-1 game and he brings on like some forty and the manager yeah. brings on some, like the, some like forty the, year old like to the play man. His last five minutes of his <laughs> of his career. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like bonehead decisions and stuff, and like it's 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 frustrating. And like you know, MLS is almost there, but it's just shit like this where you'll hear about it now on Twitter. Three steps forwards, four steps back. In yeah, this, exactly. In this like, aspect of it, you know, it's an exciting game, and then you just have a bonehead bonehead decision, yeah. and it's just it deflates back. the whole situation. And I, I swear, I saw, I literally saw other people on Twitter from like Arsenal fans who live in who live in England who are watching the MLS, and they and saw like, it, and they're just why? like, what the hell? Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, why was he coming on? But yeah, uh, that was disappointing to see NYC NYCFC go out, and then Red Bulls obviously went out too. I was kind of disappointed in that, um, but yeah, I mean, nevertheless. Uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about the Arsenal game too. They uh, Arsenal lost to City three one. I might go off a little bit here. Uh, no, no, talking about frustration, man. I I can feel your frustration with that. I mean, you're. I mean, you, all right, there's one side of it you can say that the form of Man City is they're on fire. Yeah, we can honestly say that. And then with the Arsenal, this was an opportunity to sort of swing everything around and sort of put everything on their heads and be the underdog in the situation. Unfortunately, and say, all right, we're gonna take this game by the horns and just go with it. And Look at two years ago, they had that great performance yeah. at Man City. They won two zero. Drew had the header. And Cazorla scored too, but exactly. uh, I was just so frustrated because um, I'm obviously I'll detail the game. You had uh, what's his face uh, Aguero had a PK made it a it was two zero I want to say it was two no no Aguero when he scored it was two zero it was two zero when he scored. yeah Aguero yeah. scored and then uh, what's his face um, Jesus added Jesus, on the third yeah. who scored the first goal again I'm blanking right now. It wasn't. It wasn't either of the wingers. Oh, it was De Bruyne. It was De Bruyne. It De was Bruyne, De Bruyne. Yeah. So it was. Didn't he like go through the? Yeah. Yeah. He, De Bruyne had a nice left forward strike to make it one zero, and then a obviously this is where I got frustrated. A BSPK. I there was contact made, but you look at the Monreal. Do you think he should have gone gone in on that, or do you think he should? He definitely no. He but he made a clean tackle. He put right. his body in, and and what's it called Sterling got caught up in his legs, and he just went down easily, and the ref had no choice but to call it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, it's like you have to be able to stand up as a ref and be courageous and say, I, I know you're playing at Man City, like playing, it's, it's nothing, like yeah, yeah. I remember I That's watched. That's why the, I say let the boys play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, was the uh, Man U Arsenal FA Cup game yeah. about two years ago when Di Maria got you remember when he got sent off for diving. Oh yeah, I remember. And there was the ref, yeah, at, in Old Trafford, one like the most, pff, most pressure situation uh, stadiums where people are screaming at the ref. You've the manager obviously too in the in the refs in the refs ear. You can barely hear yourself think at yeah, that. And one, yeah, and he uh, he he had the courage to you know actually you had Di Maria dive and he actually gave him a second a, a yellow for diving and then he gave him a uh, red Descent. for for not he, he, he grabbed him as yeah he grabbed yeah. his shirt I think it was Michael Oliver I want to say the referee right. and then uh I forget I think it was. Yanazai, I think Yanazai dove also and he gave me yellow card for diving something as well. Something like that, yeah. yeah so at, the, it was, at the edge of the box or something. Yeah, so I mean, like, I look at that kind of a referee, referee performance and, like, you ask yourself, why can't ref, refs be like that every game in the EPL? Because it's like, yes, it is such a very, like, you know, uh, physical league and, like, obviously you'll see these tackles, but, like, at some point, though, the refs need to be courageous and, and stand up and say, hey, no, you can't, you can't go down easily. Hey, play on, like, something like that. So that's just a little frustrating with that. And then, obviously, the, uh, the third goal, too... Uh, Jesus had had a little tap in. 
uh, as well. Where do you think that was a good goal from him, or do you think that no, was right? it was it was bullshit because right. what's his face? Uh, David Silva was offsides by about a foot, two two feet. It was an easy call to make too. Once again, with the refere- refereeing decisions not going our way, that was bullshit call. Where literally, uh, he the, the Arsenal player stopped playing, and yes, you you say it's inexcusable to stop playing to the whistle, mm-hmm. to not play the whistle. Right. But at the same time, there was like it was obviously a blatant offsides call because why else would they stop? I mean, I mean, you. I think they expect it. They they have that expectation in their mind. Because like, they know we're offside and, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, so that's where I get so pissed at like one at Arsenal, but also two at like the, the refereeing because like two of those goals shouldn't have, have have stood. And if that PK doesn't doesn't go, you have Lacazette who made it two one. It would have been one one then if the mm-hmm. PK is in there, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different game. Because Arsenal didn't play bad. They no. they they attacked, they defended, but it barred those literally what. They had maybe one or two counterattacks where they didn't defend well that City might have capitalized on, but at the same time, though, is they had chances too. It's so hard when you're playing also against that midfield of Man City with De Bruyne, Sané, Sterling, Fernandinho. Fernandinho really paying the ball back and sort of making those connection plays in the final third and really trying to. Yeah, their attack has been. Their attacking yeah. is just, it's so hard, I think, for the Arsenal, for Arsenal, the Arsenal, to sort of have that possession because they need more possession to get their motive and confidence up to go and get forward and go into the final third because yeah. you don't see them get those counterattacks. I mean, watching the game though they, they did do a decent job of making some making passes some, yeah. they, they weren't like you know they weren't like a man you side who sat back and yeah. just took all the, the defense in I mean took all the attack in and just defended but they actually were they had chances on the counter but they also had some some spells of possession as well I agree. and that's just where I, I just bemoan Arsene Wenger where it, you don't understand where a manager with the amount of possession his team has amount of chances his team has and but this the team selection is just shit he plays Cochrane in center back. Doesn't make sense, right? Like I, I read, I read uh, in in the the, the the his statement after the game that caught, that uh, Rob Holding had a, a hamstring strain or something like that. Murdoch was sick. I, just all this BS. Where like he could have put El Nenny there, who had played center back, you know, the past three games in the Europa League and League Cup. So oh, it, it is. And just... what about um, Sanchez as well? I know you wanted to mention that. Oh yeah, this. and obviously Lacazette starting on the bench as well. That was frustrating because. Uh, he started Sanchez at striker, who at sometimes yes, last year he killed it at striker. Mm-hmm. But I just enjoy him more in the wings, where he gets the ball and is able to turn and take players on, and just like he kind of tried holding the ball up and just got stripped over and over yeah, again. My thing in is, the first half. I feel like there's such a disconnection between the midfield and the and the attacking third or the attacking force for Arsenal. You see them more connecting passes through the midfield, but once they get try and get it to, to their forwards, it just isn't connecting. There is no motion going that way, you know. I think when you see someone like Giroud, when he plays, it's he a lot, holds it up. It's a different dimension. Yeah. It's just I think they're kind of adapting to Lacazette's style, where um, he wants to turn. Yeah, yeah. So like they're very used to playing into into feet, and you see like that's the problem. They try putting Sanchez up there, who's what five six, five seven, or you see Lacazette is five ten, five nine, mm-hmm. and it's tough to you know ping the ball in yeah. and have to expect him to hold it up because yeah. you know that's what they're. He wants to take it. He's going to take a negative touch first and then try and navigate through that. If he's played through that, if he's being back. played to as a yeah, whole, exactly, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, what's, I don't want to go off. Next, yeah, what's the next? I don't want to go off too much on on the uh, on the Arsenal uh, tangent, obviously, because you know I can talk about. Oh that yeah, for hours I understand and hours. that. It's frustrating, but uh, hope they rebound. They play Spurs next week, and obviously so that's going to be a huge game. I want to talk to Cavi. Cavi said he would definitely consider coming on after yeah. that. We go watch the game together and. Nick Cavazzini, that's obviously who he is. Yeah. Hopefully he's listening to this. Um, I think he does. Yeah. I think he listens while he plays Call of Duty, I think. That's dope. So hopefully, yeah, yeah he'll come on after the Spurs game, Arsenal game next week. Yeah. But yeah, our next topic, we want to touch on the Man U-Chelsea game. Obviously, you heard in our intro that nice uh, that nice bite of, what's his face, Morata scoring Morata's winning goal. header, yeah, the bullet header. What do you think of that? That was a great uh, game. game. Yeah. It was, a, it was a very good game. It wasn't like... It was a like, great game. Um, for, a Chelsea, for a Chelsea aspect. 
Yeah, even for a man you aspect too, where you look at, I mean, they didn't perform that well. They didn't have much going forward, but, but you they, saw tried, little, they tried to play. There was tension. Yeah, there they, was a little bit yeah, of tension. They tried playing where um, you look at Mourinho traveling to, what's it called? I think even at home to Spurs, they packed it in. They parked the bus against big teams. But, you know, he actually went for it. And they, they had a progressive lineup with, what's his face, uh, Lukaku, and Mar- what's his face, um, but Rashford up top, Rashford, starting yeah. up top. So it wasn't like a you know defensive lineup where they didn't come there and park the bus. They actually played, and it was a good game. Uh, I thought it could have been maybe 2-0 or Chelsea. Hazard had that left-footed shot. It, yeah, it was very close with that. And um, I'm going to say Chelsea had more of the chances than United did in that game because I think when you see uh, Chelsea get forward, you, you, see, you like to see Conte get his wingers wide. You're going to see Eden Hazard and, you're gonna, you're gonna, and also the outside backs. Of Cesar Aspilicueta and Zapacosta. He's playing uh, Aspilicueta at center back. Oh, yeah. And but I'm saying that. Back. Who's playing left back? Because Moses is injured. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the left back? I don't even know, honestly. But I see but I see Bakayoko pushing back in the final third, necessarily sometimes, and having Aspilicueta make that overlapping run yeah. for either Zapacosta or Marco Alonso on either side. That's who he's playing, Alonso, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I see happening, and that's how that cross came in, right? Yeah. So that was my analysis. It was a ball from Aspel Craig, obviously. Yes, yeah. So that was my analysis of that game. So you're going to see Bakayoko, because he plays in that center defensive mid-roll, drop back. You're going to have Cesar Aspilicueta go forward outside that curl around Zapacosta, and Zapacosta just lay it off at that point and just have a curl around. Or even have that run to take them wide, which opens yeah. up the space in the center. Yeah. Where you look at the goal, where all that space opens up, and Murata makes a simple diagonal run, and the and ball just is just played it. and ran into his head, and it's just... Yeah. Oh, the the, oh, the the technique he had there to you know turn that ball and did he twist his body man De Gea, did, did he move no he knew no. it was gone no he had not he could yeah. not touch that <laughs> you know what been even cooler if Morata just pinged it up with his chest oh, and then just bite it just bite it that would be filthy um anything else on that game uh, it was a very Lukaku, game. Yeah. oh yeah let's talk about Lukaku he's in a scoring frustrating match. I think it's ten games now without yeah. scoring it's in all, frustrating in all, in all matches. So uh, that's kind of kind of shitty for him. That's too bad. He I, had he, he had a good chance. Um, was it a one in the first half? No, it wasn't. It was he kind of got the ball on his left foot and he opened his body up. Oh yeah, he curled and he tried, he tried curling it. Yeah. De Gea just went down to his yeah. right and easily not De Gea. Uh, what's his face? Courtois. Courtois. Yeah. He had easy save to his right. Uh, that was kind of funny because he's very much struggling for Man U. And I, I look, I think it's kind of funny because you see Man U against the small teams and they look so dominant, but you know as soon as they play these big teams, they they just kind of. It turns into a very conservative game where mm-hmm. they don't they don't they're express afraid. themselves. They're afraid. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're afraid. I think they're cautious. They're too cautious. Okay. All right. You know what fair, I'm saying? Fair. Because yeah. like even that Spurs game at home, that one zero win, it's a very cautious win because it's not overwhelming. They're not winning five zero. Not winning three zero. It's not dominating. Yeah. It's just. It more, was a one zero tough game. They're just trying to be comfortable. Yeah. Complacent about their play. Okay. I can I can agree with that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not. I wouldn't say they're scared because they're pros and obviously they know what they're doing. They know that they're being yeah. t- they're being told to play conservative. Yeah. They're, they're being told to play cautious. Yeah. Let's go. That makes sense. Yeah. Let's go into the Liverpool game. My analysis of the Liverpool game. Okay. Like, so, I enjoyed uh, it. Liverpool won. Actually, you know, do you, tell, do you watch the game? I what was it three one. Four one. Four one. Okay. I mean, I watch your team, bro. Boy, I'm 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 sort of struggling at this point. I was watching them. I was more excited for the Man U Chelsea and the Arsenal City because that West Ham team isn't necessarily the best right now with Jose Font missing out. And watch watch your team to the death, though, bro. No, I know. <laughs> I did watch most of the game. I'll say that it was just that you missed the last goal. Yeah, I did you miss had the last a goal. Mo Salah scoring two goals. My heart breaks to say Mo Salah because I sold Mo Salah and Ultimate Team about an hour ago. Special card. At, at <sighs> even at more one of my favorite cards to use, but you know I'm looking for that legendary Costa, obviously. Cool, but uh, the game was a four-one win for Liverpool over West Ham. Uh, Oxide Chamberlain scored his first goal in the EPL. I want to say I saw that, and that was an ugly goal. 
Yeah, he's such an ugly goal. He, it, it took him two times, two bites of the cherry to actually yeah. put it in, which is kind of funny because he's just no, he has no final product, and I don't think he ever will. You know, once you get the first one, more will come. You know, maybe this next game, you don't think he'll produce even more. I don't think he'll ever be. He's just like had too much of. I wouldn't say too much of a chance. I just think he's had too many opportunities to grasp uh, playing at the highest level and you know producing, and he just hasn't been. Do you want to burn my Oxlade Chamberlain Arsenal jersey? Is that what you're? Is that what I would would honestly love to? (laughs) (laughs) I would. I would honestly enjoy doing that. I don't burn jerseys. That's disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Um, I I I don't care, but you know, I don't think he'll play well ever. But what do you think of Liverpool's performance? And obviously, we should mention too that. Uh, West Ham slacked, sacked Slavin Dolich after the game, and then appointed David Moyes, David Moyes. Uh, ex Everton boss, and he what he he managed in La Liga for a bit too, right? Yeah, I think it was either Val- wasn't Valencia. That was Gary Neville. It was Gary Neville. Um, I think it was Sociedad. Sociedad, yes, yeah, Sociedad. But um, Liverpool game. What you think? My analysis of that Liverpool game, they held up possession really well. Um, the counterattacks, every counterattack they had, they looked like they were going to score. There was no lack of confidence from the team. And maybe the start of the second half with uh, Lanzini scoring and that little lapse of concentra- concentration from the back line. That was my only concern with that. I mean, It looked a little shaky at first. Yeah, at first. Uh, I think Ayu hit the post. Yeah, Ayu hit the post. If that, if that would have been 1-0 to West Ham, too, it would have been a different game. It would have been a different game. But um, you see, you're trying to see that West Ham side take a win just because their manager isn't avail- wasn't available. They had an interim manager for that game. Um, you no, see- Billich was still coaching. Oh, Snap! Yes, he, he was, was. He was sagged after. But I feel like in their minds, game, yeah. those players were like, "All right, they're kind of done with this guy." Yeah, yeah. Because there was speculation before the game even that he was gonna get sacked. Because you some can point. see his body. I saw his body language during the first half once Liverpool got got down, got up ahead, and was like, "Oh my God, this is not getting any better." Like, why am I here? That was my. That was your interpretation. That was my interpretation of his body language. Look at uh, the mass exodus of the fans as well, where you saw. I want to say like. I think they have, it's, it's a 60,000 capacity stadium. Something like that, yeah. Maybe 50,000. What is it called? London Stadium? London Stadium, yeah. And by the end, there was probably... 40, 30. 30% of the fans left there, yeah. which is like nothing. And it was just empty. And you've seen games before, like that Arsenal game, they won 5-1 um, like last year. Uh, and it's just kind of hilarious because these fans have given up on on the club. Exactly. Or not, just, not even on the club, but on the players and on the manager. Do you think... West Ham need another Pyatt like figure to come into the squad. They need someone who is who's at who's who can be special for them because like they have some players who are decent like Arnautovic he's decent and they, they have players who can do special things. It's just like Lanzini's good. Yeah, it's just they don't do it frequently enough. Where you know Pyatt every single game he would either create that crazy chance that free yeah. kick or he would you know do something special. But he's gone now and they don't have enough players who can do that consistently. Right, and they lost Valencia to I think a. T- a team and I don't even know which league. It was. That's Enter Valencia, right? Yeah, Enter yeah. Valencia. He was a quality forward playing for them at some point, but I think he was getting sick of this the setup. So, um, yeah, I mean, what what can you say? Liverpool played well. I can say that Salah is probably gonna get an, another inform. So Billy, get your hopes up. I might, yeah, I might have to, you know, scrap that. Uh, what's it called? That international heroes and just go for the inform Salah. It wouldn't be as good, but you know, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good enough. If I get someone from that mega pack, bro. Yeah, I don't know about that. We're, we're, we're yeah, we're, 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 people. yeah. <laughs> but um, the next one, EPL Player of the Month. Yeah, I'm pulling up the nominations. Sane, right Monreal, De Bruyne. So yeah, Leroy Sane. These are all nominated Sterling. by EA. Yeah, no, not Sterling. I thought Sterling was in that. I just oh. I thought so too. Oh yeah. Uh, Pope from Burnley, Glenn Murray from uh, Brighton, Hofen Albion, Nacho Monreal. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne from Man-, Man City, Leroy Sané from Man City, and Wilfried Zaha. That is the November October Player of the Month. Yeah, yeah, that's the nominations for the October Player of the Month. Uh, what do you think? I voted Leroy Sané. That's me. But what do you think? Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. 
I think I saw they had the stats up. Sané had three goals and two assists mm-hmm. in the month, and he had that laser against West Brom last week. Yeah, so that was awesome. Honestly, I hope because they'll give him the uh, man of the uh, man that what's called that monthly card for oh for Sané, the yeah. the squad building challenge. Yeah, yeah. The so, I mean, player probably, of the month, PTO POTM. I might try to grab that for my bench. That'll be interesting. So, and yeah. I mean, but you see with the Man City setup, you see that Fernandinho sitting back more, and the wingers are wide, but when. Oh, the left forwards kind of nice they're left, wingers, yeah. They're left, they're forwards, yes. They're outside wing. I feel like they're outside wingers because they stay up wide. I think his card. They're offering his card. Oh yeah, as a winger. Yeah, you're right. So, so it'll be wingers, yeah. They, they they kind of play like left forwards though. Like yeah. You see Sané a lot. Um, people actually use him as right, left forwards. Because you're well. gonna see you see um, Kevin De Bruyne and David Silva sort of combined in the midfield, and you and then you either see, you see um, either Sané coming toward the ball, and then Sterling coming toward the ball. And you'll, uh, one of them will will swing swing around and sort of make that one two play, and uh, play that cross as you see with uh, the Jesus Jesus tap in. Yeah. Jesus tap in the uh, Sterling tap in that he had against Stoke, yeah, a, a couple weeks ago. So that's my opinion on how. Kevin City, yeah, they sco- they've scored some. Oh my! I think they scored about it's, sixty goals. Yeah, they've. I think they. I read, I was listening to the commentary in the Arsenal game, and it said that. Um, they've scored this season already just alone. They've scored the amount of goals they scored in like the past years. Combined, yeah, in the 2014 like when they won the title. That, yeah. they're on the same track to doing that. I yeah. feel. But um, okay. Well, let's let's venture out of uh, the EPL for a few minutes. Yep. Uh, I wanted to quickly mention uh, Bayern Dortmund. That was big. The the, the classicer. That's the. Uh, I guess did you watch? Did Klassiker. you watch? Yeah. Damn. I watched a few of the highlights myself. I that was I was too busy honestly on Saturday. I just saw a little some gift gifts here and there. I saw Robin's goal. Yeah. I saw Robin's goal. He made it three one. He's the most. Um, he's the highest scoring player for Bayern Munich. Foreign, foreign, foreign player. Foreign player. From, not from Germany. Not yeah. from Germany. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that was. I, it's kind of funny because he's still someone like Ribery, who you know he's getting to the end of his career. But Robin's still kind of, even though he retired from the national team, maybe he he'll still focus, has years in him. Yeah, he'll, yeah. Fo- he'll focus more now on Bayern because he doesn't maybe. have to play those extra twenty games when he plays out of out of Bayern. So yeah, I mean, I saw, I read a Pulisic quote after the uh, Bayern Dortmund game. He actually even said, uh, uh, "Bayern need to be not Bayern. Uh, Dortmund need to be better. It wasn't good enough from them." And that's kind of interesting to see someone so young like himself critiquing his and, team like that. I mean, I, and we're going to say this, this is so he's American too, which makes it even more pivotal that they quoted him out of all the players in the squad that they could have quoted, like Thomas Mueller. The, the actual, or not Thomas Mueller. Uh, the, the most important leaders. Yeah, like yeah. Kaliga, all those guys. All those, like, and I mean, it's good because he seems to be a, a pivotal person in their starting 11, and he saw his little nutmeg versus Robin. Oh, yeah, he made Robin yeah. so bad. And then, oh, damn, that was bad. And then Mark gave it off to Marco, Mark Bartra with that very nice curler. Okay, well, yeah. Cool. Bayern uh, winning that takes them six points, clearing out atop the table of the uh, Bundesliga. That's good for Bayern. Uh, I wanted to mention, before we start wrapping up today, uh, I wanted to mention PSG had another 5-0 uh, dominant win, I should say again. But uh, you saw Neymar, who took a rest in the game, and uh, Mbappe stepped up and scored two nice goals. If you have to be honest. Yeah, the first one I feel like was really cool. I mean, it was a really good build-up play, don't you think? And then there was another one. I think he kicked the ball. It was the ball. He went yeah, on the he keeper. kicked the ball. He went on the keeper. Yeah. yeah, he kicked the ball around the. Around. He is so fast. Have you seen that from the right side where he kicked the ball or the ball was played to the to the right side? And uh, it was like a 30, he, he booked 35, it, yeah. Yeah. 35-yard sprint. He, he, just, he runs kind of awkwardly, though, I have to say. His arm goes like this. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> he runs like Ronaldo. Yeah, him. kind of. Yeah. But a little more like jerky, jerky. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he scored two goals. Uh, great to see him step up. Uh, I mean, every week we kind of... I feel like he's always on, on our lips. We're always mentioning Mbappe or Neymar because they're doing stuff every week. 
you know, like someone like, oh, if you're talking about Sané, yeah. it's like once a month maybe we'll mention the name, but, you know, Mbappe and Neymar, you, I feel like we're always mentioning them because they're so pivotal. Well, it's good that we didn't have to mention this week because Neymar was getting a break. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he gave us a break, but then obviously Mbappe, though, steps up, and he's still, PSG still is on the air today, on this week. Uh, let's talk last two. Obviously, we have international break now coming up uh, with the fixtures. I haven't looked too much at them. I'm not too excited, but... Uh, I think you honestly would kind of be interested in this. The U.S. men's national team playing squad Portugal. came out today. The new roster. They're playing yeah. Portugal. Please tell me who's who's in your who's in that squad. Um, so I'm looking right now. I don't. I'm not too familiar with the U.S. players, but people, there's like Bill Bill Hamid. Uh, he plays for Midtjylland in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Brooks, Cameron Carter Vickers plays in England. Um, I'm gonna see. Oh, it's Tim Ream. Plays in England also, so you see a lot of these guys who don't play in MLS. I haven't seen. Cool. I don't. I haven't seen a quarter of these people. Yedlin, Bodoya is still in the squad. Lyndon Gooch, Dom Dwyer, Gooch, Gooch man. But yeah, you know, so no, no Pulisic uh, being picked either. Or do you I think, think Altidore either is not there? Do you know why? Do you do you want to know my theory? On well, I mean, Altidore probably playoffs. He's going to be busy yes. for MLS playoffs. And they then, probably have a different kind of schedule. Yeah, and then you're not. You're going to say that his contract, if it isn't working towards a qualification. Or if it's just a friendly, don't have him. Don't have Pulisic play because you don't want the kid to get injured, right? Especially because his development is so important now. There you go. Yeah, cool. Because when you step away from that, I feel like it's more individual when you step away from yeah the club scene. Yeah, I mean we'll update you guys more in, on international break on Friday. I want to say there's like maybe one or two World Cup qualifiers. I think the rest are friendlies though. So yeah, all the all the rest are friendlies. Not yeah. too psyched. Yeah, if your Dutchman playing. Bosnians. So. Okay, yeah, well, I think we should watch that game together. It'd be kind of fun because mm-hmm. obviously, uh, what's me, it called? Me being half Bosnian. Yeah, and then me being half Dutch. Kind of cool to watch. Yep. Um, let's uh, mention the last La Liga action. You had Madrid rebounding at home after a tough week. They lost to Spurs. That'd be funny if they lost. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, they would probably burn down the Bernabeu if they lost again. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, they, they won 3 0 um, at home, and you had Isco scoring, I want to say. Isco scored as well as Asensio, and then the last goal scorer was um, Casemiro. 3-0 win against Las Palmas. That's they expect to win that, but you know that's good to see him winning it's again. Good, yeah. It's just I think you need to see Ronaldo get get him back to. Um, he needs to get his, his week in week out scoring yeah. at least one or two goals. Do you think he's sort of he's dropping off? Right, dropping off. Yeah. Just I think I don't know. Mentally, he seems that he's done enough so far. I feel like he's taking more. He's being rested more often now. Yeah. I feel like he's not playing as many games back to back to back. And now. also, when the Champions League comes back around, I think that's probably he looks so frustrating in Spurs. He does. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, and then, lastly, because um, we're running out of time, uh, I want to mention uh, Barca. They beat Sevilla at home two one, and it was actually Messi's six hundred match for Barcelona. That's insane. Did you see the stats on like his contributions to goals and assists? I've there's like twelve hundred goals since he's played. Oh my! And he's God. been involved in like six hundred. 24 or 625 assists angles. Dude, that man is insane. Six so, I, can't, I can't even imagine playing 600 games for like a team because like with McDaniel, I what my third season now, I play like what 22, 23. I'd say eight, 17 games a season, 16 games a season. True. Times that by three. And then playing full 90 minute games. Yeah, I don't play full 90 minutes. And Messi's playing those full, full 90, 90 minute minutes. games. Yeah, that's in the minutes he's racked up. The goals, and also with his, his Argentina. Is it including his Argentina? Argentina. Um, National team. Uh, it like, just says. Is it just his 600? The, the headline says Alaker leads Barca win in Messi's 600 math sh- match. So I would assume it would be in in the uh, La Liga, obviously. So that's crazy. Oh, like, what did you say? What was it, Dustin? Was it 54,000? That's crazy. 
Wow. Okay. Well, that's insane. Let's let's take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, I want to I want to bring on our our guest second today. Second guest on this podcast. Our our, our, our yeah our second guest. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back with our guest. So. All right, hang on. Um, I'm on some shit, right? Now I do what I want. Now I do what I want. All right, and we are back. Um, we're live now. We have Dustin Miller on the air. That's our McDaniel legend. Uh, Dustin, how are you doing tour today? Legend. Can you tour, get, tour legend. Yeah, tour, tour legend. Yeah, tour guide legend. Tour uh, guide legend. Give us a little uh, background info on yourself. Uh, what do you do here? What's your major? You know, just give us give, give us a little information on yourself. Yeah, sure. So, big part of what I do is I'm in the communication department. That's my major, uh, with a minor in sports management. Nice. So I'm kind of all over the place in the business cool. world, along with communication. I'm on the football team here. And as you guys just said, a uh, legendary tour guide here working. Uh, he <laughs> legend. Works, legend. He works nonstop with in the, the people. In the admissions department. Yeah. I love being around the people. Um, and I'm also part of FCA, which is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Damn, you're, you're killing it, man. Yeah. You're going to be one of those. Uh, you graduate from McDaniel with that nice, shiny degree. Yeah. Maybe with honors, too, I, I would say, as well. Yeah, hopefully. If hopefully, I can yeah. keep up, up the track record keep that grinding, I have going keep grinding, right now, bro. for yeah. sure. We'll be, uh, be those dual comm majors, me and you, on the stage with those 4.0s. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> but yeah, we brought, on, we brought on Dustin today because uh, we have actually Alan wanting to delve into a new sport. Uh, oh, yeah. Alan, tell us a little about your, uh, your new uh, ambitions here. Well, my new ambition was necessarily since things didn't go as to plan with the McDaniel men's soccer in coordination with the coaching staff and everything. I said that I wanted to uh, pursue a kicking and punting career, maybe in the future. But um, <laughs> Dustin, what do you think about that? Well, I've definitely seen it before. You know, right. it's not uncommon to see soccer players try to make this transition. Uh, specifically, I can remember in high school, actually, right. our kicker, uh, who was a year older than I was, he actually came over from the soccer team, was a very successful soccer player, mm -hmm. yeah. and his junior and senior season ended up kicking for us and doing extremely well. That's very good. He actually ultimately made the decision to quit soccer and pursue, and pursue football, football full-time. Actually ended up taking on a scholarship and a playing opportunity at the University of New Hampshire, Damn. Uh, which wow. is at the Division One level. That's so you guys, before you know it, Alan's going to be quitting the podcast. and He's, making, the next Dan, he's uh, making his own football, football podcast. The next, a, for the brand. For, <laughs> the, for brand, the brand, for the for brand, brand, baby. Pat McAfee. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a guy that works for Barstool. He used to kick for the Colts. And punt for the Colts. Absolute stud. Absolute stud. He his his quote or his what is it his his catchphrase catchphrase is, is do it for the brand. So I I see I've been watching his stuff and it's pretty interesting. It's pretty funny. But um, don't don't lose your soccer senses too much because we need you here. Obviously, if you oh, from the touchline, I'll be still watching. It'll just be a different me. I'm gonna be a crazy punter or a crazy kicker at that we'll point. See. Maybe we'll see. We'll I wish see. I wish you the best luck. Yeah, as I, as I say every week, I wish you the best luck in all yeah. your endeavors. Jeez. But Dustin, yeah, I want to ask you real quick. Have you heard our podcast at all? Have you kind of heard about it through the campus buzz, maybe, or through anyone? Because I, I kind of want to know feedback from someone who's not, you know, soccer oriented very much. But have you heard anything about it, maybe, or have you kind of seen it on Twitter at all, on has, Facebook has at all? Has Billy plugged it in class yet? That's my question. I have actually not heard Are Billy you? plug it into class yet, um, but I have heard some people mention a couple times that you're doing something like this. Awesome. Um, I wasn't completely sure if it was independent of class or just kind of on your own. But after tonight, finding out that it's something that. You know, you two seem obviously to be extremely passionate about just right. listening in for the past, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Um, you know, really interesting stuff to yeah. hear, you know, two guys who are just talking about, like, you know, the sport that they love. So yeah. 
definitely will be sharing this with a lot Heck of people. Yeah, appreciate that, That's man. It. Of course. Great. Oh. We great. gained another fan. Very, but. very respectful, yeah. Uh, I think we're getting close to being out of time. Uh, do you want to say anything else? Yeah, Just is there anything that you Quick, quick like, little conversation yeah. there, but anything else you want to talk about? Uh, you know, we always give people the, uh, the the platform to speak speak their minds. You know, you can get whatever you want to touch on, whatever you would like to put out there in the world. We can we can discuss. Is oh well, I'd love to put out that there's uh, several teams now uh, who are going to be entering some postseason play uh, at McDaniel College. So hey, I think it's really important nice. for everybody, you know, to get out there and support as much as possible. Starting with, uh, I believe the volleyball team, women's volleyball team, is actually hosting ECACs tomorrow night at seven o'clock. There's Very a match. Nice. So if people could get out there and support uh, the volleyball, and then uh, both soccer teams are going to be competing in postseason play as well uh, with the ECACs and also the NCAA tournament. That's your boy uh, right here. So, of course. Saturday, yeah. Saturday. I'm pretty nervous. And then football as well have their final game. Yeah, we are playing against uh, Johns Hopkins, who's going to be actually, it looks like they're going to be ranked 20th in the nation. That's very good. On Saturday. It's a good challenge. So it's going to be a good way to send out our seniors, and we're going to do love that it. the best way possible. I love it. Definitely a good market to see where you guys have come from. Because you know your season this year, it's been it's it's been fantastic to watch. You guys have honestly gotten a, a lot better, and uh, I mean I've I've been shocked. Like I'll see the scores afterwards, I'll be like, wow, you guys are doing you're, you're doing, doing a lot doing better. Great. Yeah, you're improving, and I feel like there's a more of a flow with you guys. There's the more morale, of a swagger. Too. You guys seem very happy. You guys have an identity with, with within yourself. It's just that the final product just needs to be like manufactured a little cleaner, right? Is that what you? Yeah, thinking? I would I would say you know the guys like we're definitely not content with how things. Um, have completely ended up. We are aware of the progress that we made, right. but definitely striving to get to you know that next level and finish the next step. And you're going to see that. Um, and that's not that's to the credit of the people that were here before us the past couple of years that have really started to implement the culture and turn the tide uh, with the football team. So it's not going to be the teams that just posted rec for the first time. It's not them that just turned it around. Right. It's the guys who were here before and help the team as put well. The, put the motives. So they're the not way. to be forgotten when yep. success eventually does come. Very, Good. very humble viewpoint. I love like it. That. Well, let's 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 wrap it up, boys. Uh, we have we have some work to do. Obviously, me and Dustin. Uh, it's gonna be a long night for us. Uh, hopefully, hopefully not too hopefully long. Not too long. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been it's been great uh, talking to you, Dustin, as well. Alan, always a pleasure. Uh, I will look back to being back here on Friday, hopefully. And Friday. With, with Raul, with, with Raul as well. yes. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say before we depart the air, the airways? No, appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, awesome. appreciate for being here. Of course. Yeah, holding the room down for us before we come down. So good luck homework with homework, guys. And I appreciate it. We'll see you guys on Friday. Yes, yeah. See ya.